1: Metallic bonding accounts for many physical properties of metals, such as their strength, ductility, ductility, that's that word, ductility, quack. (laughs) Happy Monday, Science Pals. I'm Grace. And I'm Josh. And together we discover the curious unknown and all the good things in the world.
2: Yeah, that is what we do here. (laughs) (laughs)
1: something like that something like (laughs) that. something
2: like that and it changes every week but
1: every single
2: week you know there's like a there's there's at least a consistent theme that runs through each intro so we have that we have that going
1: our names
2: (laughs) (laughs) and welcome back and and the name of the podcast is (laughs) generally that yeah we have that down now so
1: anything else It's a gamble you never know it is
2: you never do know you never know (laughs) what you're gonna get with us but it's always gonna be something
1: how you been? How's life?
2: <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. Um, good. life's just been, you know, busy. Always yeah. busy. Lots of band stuff. We're we're doing some exciting stuff. Nice. Some recording. Um back playing in the some... studio. We're and uh we're doing Fort Fest again this year. That'll Ugh. possibly have already happened by the time this comes out. I'm not sure.
1: I always miss Fork Fest.
2: You always miss it. You're never here. Always, never here. always. Fake fan. It's I fine. I know.
1: It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> um,
2: how about you? You've been uh, gone for like a month.
1: I know. It's actually been insane. I was in Iceland. I just got back from Mexico two days ago uh, and came back to a smoke-covered New York City yeah from the wildfires yeah. so that was really intense and insane uh but yeah chilling i finally did laundry after a month of traveling that's so that's, that's good. really good <laughs> yeah um uh, but now i'm just yeah catching up on things uploading all the footage we have some really cool videos coming out on t-core so i'm really stoked about that actually
2: how long did it take you to do that laundry like what's your apartment laundry situation
1: that's a great question so i live in an apartment in new york and yeah. uh it's like $250 to do a load of laundry for like washing it and then it's like two dollars to dry it. So four fifty.
2: Okay, so you don't have you have like one in the building. Like
1: yeah, we are not fortunate enough to have in in how or in a
2: in unit. In
1: unit, thank you. That's the yeah. word I was looking for. Yeah, we do not have in unit. That is a luxury. You basically... Okay, so here's the thing in New York. We'll hop into the podcast after this. Sure. You have two options. You either get in unit washing and drying for your clothes or you yeah. get a dishwasher,
2: oh really? Those basically, are
1: the- to have both is like finding a unicorn,
2: really? Yes, it's okay. insane, okay and
1: like the price of your apartment goes up significantly if you have both.
2: <laughs> you know, I'll be honest, that's a hard choice i don't know I don't know which I would choose between those two.
1: I will take the dishwasher all day long. I hate scrubbing dishes. So I will take that all day long. I will, yeah. I will ride the elevator. I don't have to walk down the stairs. I literally just have to ride the elevator, go to the basement, put my stuff in and call it a day.
2: You know, that's a good point because also you're not doing your cl- you're not doing laundry every day. But yeah. You're, you're making dirty dishes every day.
1: Every so. day. It would be our kitchen would be uncontrollable with pans and stuff all <laughs> over the place. Because the other thing is, it's not like you have this giant sink. It's yeah. quite literally the size of like an iPad
2: sure sure
1: like it's not like this huge sink like our dishes barely fit in our sink to wash them
2: yeah do you have a full-size wash or a uh, full-size dishwasher
1: uh because i've I, seen
2: like half half size
1: yeah that we don't have a half seat i would say it's like a on the smaller side of a it's full like a,
2: it's like a three-quarter
1: yeah i would call it like a mid
2: <laughs> mid. okay you got a mid okay yeah we got a mid like it's
1: not like massive but it it fits everything we need it to fit
2: well that's all you, that, that do you run it every night
1: uh probably every other day
2: every other day yeah well listen i feel like have you seen those ads where it's like trying to advocate for running a dishwasher every night what the ads that are they, no. they say like they're like saying oh you should run your dishwasher every night because it's still more uh, economical and I guess like earth conscious than hand washing anything even if you run it every I don't know it sounds like big dishwasher detergent trying (laughs) to get me to use their product
1: yeah I don't I mean I can see that because like running water out of your sink is a lot it's a lot of water that comes out very quickly yeah 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 I don't I don't think, I think washing it every night would be obnoxious.
2: Well, I just don't. Because every
1: morning you have to unload it. Maybe if I had kids, I would do that, like young kids. Yeah. But with Michael and I, I'm like, oh, I don't have a dish. I'm just going to eat it out of the pot. (laughs) Like, you know.
2: That was a great chat about your dishes. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that was great. I feel like that could be a podcast. Like, is it like what uses more water, running your sink or washing your your, uh, stuff in the dishwasher?
2: yeah i feel that like could we got to get to the bottom of this we could maybe do a t-core video about that
1: that could be a good t-core video
2: perhaps yeah listeners out there let us know how often do you run your dishwasher
1: yeah let us know in the comp maybe we'll put up a poll on insta or on uh, mm-hmm. youtube and our community tab how often do you run your dishwasher
2: yeah might need to <laughs> honestly We got to get to the bottom of this.
1: We really do. I need to know.
2: So, yeah, with that valuable information out of the way, should we get into some ratings and reviews and email? Yes. So I've got an email here from our email address, randomtheorypod at gmail.com, which is a follow-up to a previous email. Oh.
1: We love a follow-up.
2: So this email comes from Solomon who I'm pretty sure suggested the eggs, the chicken eggs and oh feather
1: Yeah, I think he did.
2: Situation. And in that video, in the email that this person sent, they said they had just got chickens. And we had said, well, what What are you, send pics. What are the names of the oh chickens? Oh my gosh,
1: I forgot about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're, I, I did too until I saw this email. The pictures have come. And he said, Hi there, it's Solomon again. In your Hi, last Solomon. Ep- <laughs> in your last <laughs> episode, you answered my question about eggs and feathers, and I wanted to let you know I named two chickens, Grace and Josh. Stop it. I have a chicken named after Dude, me. Dude, we are chickens in this world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have peaked. I yeah. have officially peaked Solomon. I feel so honored that you named chickens after us.
2: <laughs> I mean, how do you get how do you go anywhere from that, right? Like I mean, we don't.
1: I have peaked. I want to go visit Solomon now and take a picture with the chicken.
2: <laughs> well, he lives in Vermont, so you're Oh, I'm
1: kinda close. You're
2: kinda close.
1: I love that. Solomon, you might be the coolest kid ever.
2: I think that's the coolest thing. Like I you know, we tell people like, oh, yeah, we run a YouTube channel and, oh, we make a podcast. But now we can say, oh, yeah, uh, we're chickens. We Somebody named yeah, someone the chickens. Named,
1: that's better than someone getting a tattoo of, like, the T-Core logo or something. Oh, like, yeah. Being named after a chicken, like, you no, like us enough is... to call us, like, to talk to your chicken every single day and call it Grace and Josh.
2: That's incredible. <laughs> I wonder if there – do you think – um are they as good at podcasting as us? Like, can they put you know put on? They're a show? probably better. Yeah, that's true. To be we honest should, with you, we should get those two chickens together and get them on the mic.
1: I would <laughs> die. I would go sit in the coop with them. I would do it. I would go to Vermont to Solomon's house just. This is that sounds weird to record a podcast with my chicken sitting on my lap. Name yeah. Grace. That would yeah. be so I would sit in the coop and record a podcast. Solomon, you've made my day. I I'll be honest with you guys. I wasn't having the best day. I'm having a <laughs> phenomenal day now. This That's, is awesome.
2: So good. So good. Oh man. Solomon, thank you so much.
1: Oh, that was fantastic, Solomon. Make sure
2: to go out and pet the chickens for us. Tell Do them, them we said chickens?
1: hi. Yeah, you can like rub their heads and you can, pet like, their give wings.
2: Give like a little pat on the head, yeah. maybe. Okay. I
1: love that. Oh man, I don't. I can't follow that up very well. I have today's podcast topic. <laughs> it comes from our good old longtime friend Tree. Tree, and they said hi or hello. I love this podcast. The title's confusing, and here is my podcast idea. <laughs> Sorry, you think it's a little confusing. All right, it's that fine. like
2: backhanded. There's like, just a little <laughs> <I don't> like.
1: <laughs> How do pieces of metal conduct electricity? Also. Is Josh the King of Random?
2: For any old T-Core fans, they know what's up. But if you're new, um, the King of Random YouTube channel was actually started by a guy named Grant Thompson years ago. And um, he just hired me to work for him. And then he unfortunately passed away. And we changed our name to just T-Core, which is just an abbreviation. But yes, I... I, uh, That is who the king of random is. I am not the king of random.
1: So why do metals conduct heat and electricity so well? Mm. And what metals conduct the best electricity?
2: That's a great question. I have some ideas, but they might be wrong. So I'm going to have to get to the bottom of it.
1: Let's hear your ideas after this break.
0: When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time visit a new state of mind. Learn more at HereYouAreAZ.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
1: Okay, uh, Josh, what are your guesses on what metals conduct the best?
2: I think you've been you've around been...
1: for a minute around T Core. I feel like I
2: thought you were just gonna. I thought you were just like referencing life. Like I've been around. You know, I got a couple years on me. <laughs> I've touched a few metals in my day. I've done um, touched a
1: few metals back in my day.
2: <laughs> back on why the farm. Is
1: it, why is it always a country accent that we go to?
2: I don't know. It just, it just feels right when you're saying that kind of sentence. You know, <laughs> I've done Keep- touched a few metals. Anyway, um, I'm going to say um, I have noticed that uh, aluminum Okay. Is is seems quite uh conductive of heat. I don't know about electricity. That's the unknown for me. Um well, I guess I have a guess for that, but I would say for heat, I'd say aluminum is a very good conductor of uh heat. Electricity, I'm going to just go ahead and take a wild guess uh that copper since everything is, you know, you have like copper wiring and Okay. I think I think those are my guesses.
1: Uh we're going to find out if you're right here in a little bit. Okay. I'm not going to ruin it. Okay. So before we can dive into metals, we need to talk to, or we need to talk to about the <laughs> Jesus You can tell I haven't podcast in a moment. Uh, yeah. Before we talk about what metals do, how they conduct electricity and heat and all those good things, we need to talk about the structure of metals. mm. Because that's really important, that's really key. So the structure of metals are simple to describe since the atoms that form these metals can be thought of as identical, perfect spheres. Oh. And that is very, very important. And more specifically, the metallic structure consists of aligned positive ions, which are called cations. okay. and a sea of delocalized electrons.
2: So basically
1: what this means is that the electrons are free to move throughout the whole entire structure, and that gives rise to properties such as conductivity.
2: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Because the electrons can just be like, I'm over here, I'm over there, I'm over here, I'm over there.
2: Right, they're just bouncing around.
1: Yeah, they're not stuck in a specific formation. Okay. So conductivity in metals is a measure of a metal's ability to transmit heat or electricity or sometimes sound.
2: Oh, sound.
1: Yeah. So, conductivity in metal is a measure of a metal's ability to transmit heat or electricity. So, however conductive it is, it's talking about it's either it's heat transfer or electricity.
2: Gotcha. Okay.
1: I feel like whenever someone talks about conductivity, I've never actually truly understood like what they're truly talking about. Yeah. It's just kind of a term people throw around. So that's why I said it like three different times so you can really understand what conductivity is. I don't know if I did it for you or for me or for my ears, for my brain.
2: <laughs> for your ears. <laughs> um, No, I appreciate that because I I guess in my head, I, I mean, it makes, you know, obviously you read it. You made it very clear what it is. I always associated conductivity with electricity but never heat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a good uh, distinction to make there.
1: Now, anyone can talk about conductivity. Yeah. And the reciprocal of conductivity is resistance or the ability to reduce the flow of mm. any of those.
2: Yeah. Got to reduce the flow.
1: Yes. It is very important sometimes. Sometimes you just get too much flow. You got to have a yeah. heat sink.
2: That's true. So, an That's understanding
1: true. of materials' tendency to conduct may be cr- a critical factor in the selection of material for a given application. Clearly, some metals are chosen because they readily conduct electricity, like a wire, for example. Or if you're looking at heat, for in another example, you'll use um, fins or tubes in a radiator or a heat exchanger. Right. And then for other applications like insulation, materials are selected because they specifically do not conduct very well.
2: Insulation, that's interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And something that's really important is that electrons that are negatively charged will always flow towards the positive area.
2: Okay, so in that sea of, of metal atoms, mm-hmm. the electrons flow towards the positive
1: Pure metals will tend to provide the best conductivity. And in most metals, the existence of impurities restricts the flow of electrons. This is really important because it is really hard to get your hands on a pure metal.
2: Right, right. And I'm sure it, it, it very, it, it's rare and also probably really expensive.
1: Yeah, th- like stuff is always mixed in. Um, that's why you'll see like it'll tell you what percentage of it is iron or percentage of it is copper, percentage of it is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So compared to pure metals, then elements which are added as alloying agents could be considered impurities. That's the word I was looking for. Alloys. Metal
2: alloys. Mm.
1: So alloys tend to offer less electrical conductivity than pure metal. Okay. If different properties provided by alloying alloying, alloying. Alloying are required for additional hardness or strength so a lot of times like gold for example it's really soft so a lot of times they add an alloy in there to make it stronger and harder so it's important to choose the alloy additions that do not significantly affect the conductivity if that's also really important in that moment right and then metals conduct electricity by allowing those free electrons like we just talked about before to move between the atoms and these electrons are not associated with a single atom or covalent bond. right? And since the charges repel each other, the movement of one free electron within the lattice dislodges those in the next atom. So it's like a chain reaction of like, one moves, one moves, one moves, one moves. And this process repeats over and over, moving in the direction of the current towards the positively charged end. But before we can break that down even further, we need to talk about different types of bonds because that's actually really, really important.
2: Uh yes, definitely. Because uh, covalent bond. The first thing that, have you ever seen the movie 21 Jump Street? Yes. <laughs> that was the first thing that when you said that it just reminded me of of him learning what a covalent bond is in that movie.
1: That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so covalent bonds are bonds that form when two atoms share electrons Mm. so examples of compounds with covalent bonds are water sugar and carbon dioxide obviously
2: right so you have h2o
1: and they're sharing the oxygen yeah then you have your ionic bonds and these bonds are the complete transfer of valence electrons between a metal and and nonmetal this results in two oppositely charged ions which attract each other and in ionic bonds the metal loses electrons to become positively charged mm. whereas the nonmetal accepts those electrons to become negatively charged which is an anion so cation positive because it purrs <laughs> cation positive purrs prrr. sure you guys will never forget that I'm telling you this is how I learned yeah. science back in the day cation because cats purr sure so it's positive yeah yeah And anion is negatively charged everyone just sounds angry anion
2: yeah it's just like a scary yeah I don't know yeah
1: anion <laughs> negative attitude negatively charged <laughs> So, an example of an ionic compound would be salt. You have your Na and your Cl. So, you have Na is for sodium. And with that chloride, it basically becomes table salt. So, NaCl, they basically share or like they send a valence electron over.
2: Yeah. It's
1: kind of crazy. And then you have metallic bonds. And metallic bonds are the result of electrostatic attractive forces that occur between conductive electrons between conductive electrons in positively charged metal ions. It may also be described as the sharing of free electrons among lactic or positively charged ions, hmm. which are cations. Purring. Metallic bonding accounts for many physical properties of metals, such as their strength, ductility, ductility, that's that word. Duh. Th- ductility quack <laughs> thermal and electrical resistivity conductivity opaqueness and their luster nice yeah now let's talk about that free electron now that we've established this metallic bonding thing uh we've let's talk the about bonds. it we've gone through the bonds we have a bond now so there we was can... no
2: james in there but no that's no a okay. james
1: bond sadly Now, this moving electron is actually really, really important. This free electron is really important. And it causes the delocalization of moving electrons in metals. Okay. I know it sounds like a really big word, but we're going to break it down. It is the free movement of electrons in metals that gives them their conductivity. So we're talking about electrical conductivity right now. And that all has to do with the free electron that's moving. Okay. So the transfer of energy is strongest when there is a little resistance. So on a billard's table, which is pool, on a pool table, you know, pool balls that go clink, clink, don't put the yeah. ball in. This occurs when a ball strikes against another single ball, passing most of its energy into the next ball. If a single ball strikes multiple other balls, each of those will carry only a fraction of the energy.
2: That's honestly a top-notch... Um example of that in the real world because that literally in my head when you talked earlier about a sea of like metals were like perfect spheres (laughs) yeah and then the energy is all around them i was already yeah i was like picturing like the you know when you line them up in a triangle before you break it yeah and then you break it and they all kind of like transfer out well there you go that's what's Mm -hmm. happening
1: it, it's really interesting and it's, and it's crazy because this like energy that's happening is like on such a small scale. Yeah. Like this energy yeah. transfer is so tiny. So by this same token, the most effective conductors of electricity are metals that have a single valence electron that's free to move and causes a strong repelling reaction in other electrons. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is the case in most conductive metals such as silver, gold and copper which are like the most conductive electrical guys.
2: Those are the big ones.
1: Those are the big boys. Gotcha. (laughs) Each of them has a single valence electron. If you're like, what is this valence electron that I keep talking about? A valence electron is on the outer shells and they only have one. On their outer shell, meaning it's really easy for it to pass it off because all the valence electrons just want to be stable. So they want to mm. have a full outer shell, and each shell has a different amount of electrons that it can home.
2: Okay, that it can home.
1: <laughs> yeah, gotcha. and when so say like I'm a gold atom, for example. Yeah. If. I have one on the outside of me that's just like floating around. That makes me feel unstable because I just want to pass it off. I don't want it anymore. Like I just want to be stable.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And then have my complete full outer ring complete.
2: Okay, that makes sense. So you have like you have like an extra thing that you just want to get rid of.
1: Yes, exactly. And it's yeah. an it's an extra electron. Gotcha. And each has a single, so each of those has a single valence electron that moves with a little resistance and causes a strong repelling reaction. Yeah. So metals contain free moving delocalized electrons. And when electrical voltage is applied, the electrical field within the metals triggers the movement of the electrons, making them shift from one end to another end of the conductor. And electrons always move towards the positive side. Right. So, electrical conductivity is closely related to electrical conductance. Two different things. Electrical conductivity is closely related to electrical conductance. Gotcha. So, electrical conductivity is a property of the material itself, like basically it being silver, Uh, while electrical conductance is a property of a particular electrical component, like a wire. Like a certain type of wire.
2: Okay, so conductivity is what, you know, you're talking about the metal that mm-hmm. makes up the wire. Okay, so that makes mm-hmm. sense. You, you use conductance when talking about the flow yep. of electricity in a wire. Yes. Yeah. But you so, would use conductivity to talk about metal.
1: Yeah, so electrical conductivity can be defined as how much voltage is required to get the amount of electrical current to flow.
2: Mm, okay. Okay.
1: And this is largely determined by the number of electrons in the outermost shell. And these electrons determine the ease with which a mobile electron is generated.
2: Okay. So this is
1: another thing, and it's a little less important, uh, is the number of atoms per unit volume. We're getting to the weeds a little bit here. Uh, But that determines the number of electrons that will be ready to move in response to the electrical field. And materials with high conductivity, like copper and, you said it, aluminum, uh, are called conductors. Nailed it. You did nail it. I'm proud of you.
2: I know my metal.
1: You do. Copper and aluminum. (laughs) <laughs> they are conductors and highly conductive. Okay. So materials with low cu- conductivity would be your rubbers, glass, and they are called electrical insulators.
2: I did know. Obviously, I feel like that's a really well-known thing. Of like rubber doesn't conduct electricity. Yeah. Um. This is just a total side tangent. But I've always wondered about car tires. Have am I? Have you had this same thought?
1: Yeah, they have stuff in them. Do they really? They have metal in them.
2: But like, you know, I've had the thought driving in like a thunderstorm. You know, like <laughs> what would happen if your car got struck by lightning? I feel like there's it would still complete the circuit, right?
1: I don't know if it would because you're grounded with the rubber.
2: Uh, yeah, at, at least that's what,
1: I, what they tell you.
2: Right. That's right. what they tell you. I don't That's what they tell you.
1: I don't know how true it is.
2: I don't know because like that's a thing you know people that work on power grids or whatever wear like really thick rubber I mean they wear like suits and rubber gloves but they also wear really thick rubber boots rubber sold boots yeah yeah to prevent the current from being completed you know going through you so are tires enough to do that I don't know. (laughs) I
1: don't know. It's a good question because like cars are just a rolling aluminum.
2: They're just like a rolling block of metal. Yeah. That's a good question.
1: For, I don't know. I feel like we need to do some research on it.
2: Uh, yeah. that might have to be like a future something. Yeah.
1: Right? I kind of yeah. like that.
2: Uh, write that down. Write
1: that, write down. that down. Write that down. <laughs> <laughs> metal is a really good conductor of heat. Uh right. it, You know that by placing your hand on a car.
2: Sure. Like,
1: sure. It just it, or like on the stove or when you touch the metal pan in your oven.
2: Yeah, it hurts. It
1: <laughs> does not feel good. Don't do it.
2: If yeah, <laughs> we can let yeah. you
1: know. Um conduction occurs when a substance is heated and the particles will gain more energy and vibrate more. This just goes in all principles of all things. If something is heated more, the atoms are going to vibrate more aggressively.
2: It's Which, like, like- Obviously, that the vibration is what creates heat. Yeah. Right. And then when you touch it, that you are feeling the it's like the byproduct of movement. Yeah. But how, like, I don't know if this hit you the same way as it just hit me of like just how weird that sentence of like, you know, I put the pan on the stove, turn the heat on, it gets hot. That pan. The atoms in that pan are vibrating.
1: Aggressively.
2: Aggressively. So when <laughs> I crack my egg in that pan, it's like it's on a vibrating like massage chair. Basically. <laughs> on an atomic scale or it's, whatever.
1: Yeah, you're not wrong, actually. That's exactly that is, what it is.
2: <laughs> it's so weird to me. So weird.
1: I am like waiting for the day. This is like what I used to think about as a child when I first learned about I was a weird kid. I learned about that everything was made of atoms at a very young age from my dad. Right. Okay. I don't even know how it came up. I think I was just like asking him like what things are made of. And he was like, everything's made of atoms. And I nice. was like, what? Yeah. Um, I am waiting for the day that everything just like disintegrates.
2: R- okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know sure. that sounds really weird to say but like i'm literally waiting for the day that like everything stops like by- like the skyscrapers in front of me all of those are just atoms vibrating right. stacked together like what happens if they just all decide like eh, i don't want to an atom anymore
2: and isn't that like a big thing of the you know obviously everything is every every atom is vibrating at a certain frequency yes and there's that theory that if like two things synced up then yeah it would just mold together
1: yes and i whatever. don't like i don't understand like, I, 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 oh gosh so whoever's listening to this podcast is gonna be like you've gone off the deep end but like, oh, that's gosh. okay yeah i like sitting you are whether you're sitting in the car right now you're holding a pencil like whatever you're holding or touching or sitting on right now like they are atoms yeah how did they all come together? Like, I'm looking at a pillow right now, and it's made of like little fuzzy things. And like, those are atoms.
2: Yeah. Those are it's, all like
1: little, like- I, It's I, so just, weird. It blows my mind. The microphone I'm holding right now is a bunch of atoms.
2: It's so, I, especially when like- It you hurts
1: know, your head.
2: Earlier, we were talking about the, the billiard, like pool ball. Yeah. Thing. So, like, if you think about it like that, it's even weirder that, like, you know, yeah, the, the microphone we're holding is made up of a bunch of microscopic pool balls.
1: It's crazy. Like, <laughs> if I vibrate, like, ugh, it's so crazy. Like, I think about it all the time. And I'm like, if I could change the frequency of my body, would I be able to go through a table? If I like, if I was able to match the frequency of a table, could I become a table?
2: Right. Could you become a table? <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be a table.
1: But these are the things that I think about.
2: I feel like we just uh, slid into like a stereotypical high moment in a movie. Yeah. People are like, whoa, you're so. atoms, man. <laughs> Freaking wild, bro.
1: Okay. So the like we said, the more quickly uh, atoms vibrate and move around, it means they can pass on energy more quickly. Right. Okay. So when we're talking about the electron shells of gold, silver, copper, and zinc, logic would have one thing, that gold is the best conductor because it has a single S-shell electron, like a valence electron. It only has one. But silver and copper are actually better conductors.
2: So this is the answer to the question, right? Yeah. Yes. You know, which is the best conductor. I did say copper, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna just let me just give myself a little pat on the old back. I'm there, very but, proud of you for knowing uh, that. well like I said, you know, I know my metals. Yeah. Um but also silver up there. Yes. Interesting.
1: Interesting. And it's because that it has a larger atomic radius than gold does. Oh. And despite yeah, can you imagine that? Like it has a larger radius by like you can't even measure it.
2: Sure. <laughs> at sure. the
1: atomic level, it has a larger radius. It has a
2: larger it it at it its atoms are fat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thick with two Cs.
2: <laughs> Thick with but two Cs.
1: This is despite the fact that gold has more electrons than silver, and for this reason, silver is a better conductor than gold. But gold is more desirable because it doesn't corrode.
2: Oh sure. sure.
1: And then copper is the most common because it's obviously the most cost effective. <laughs>
2: Okay. It really just gets
1: the job done.
2: (laughs) It's You know, it's not the best, but it gets the job done. Yeah. I will say, like, uh, make a joke there, but that is interesting that silver, I guess, is technically the best.
1: Yes. Silver is the best conductor.
2: But it corrodes.
1: Yes, which makes it less desirable.
2: And it's more expensive. Yeah. So then by- By uh, like order of operation elimination, copper. Copper (laughs) We're left with copper. Yeah. Uh,
1: What's really interesting is silver actually sits in the middle of the transitional metals and it's approximately halfway between the noble gases and the alkali metals. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Which is really interesting. Yeah. And this is actually really important because of the orbital structure and how the element of silver looks so in general this means that it doesn't take much energy for it to knock off an an electron temporarily or add one on temporarily like silver is very much just like "Eh, yep i'll take that one Eh, i don't need that one you need that one okay take it i'm okay i'm chilling
2: just to i just want to throw in this like clarification because you said orbital structure yes she's just basically talking about the the orbit that electrons would take around a silver atom Yes. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so that that structure that they have is unique in that it mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot of energy to to knock them off yeah. or add one on. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But we have a new person that enters the oh? chat. Platinum.
2: A, a new challenger?
1: a new challenger. Platinum. Player two.
2: <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Player
1: two. <laughs> Um, So both copper and platinum have very small diameters, hence there's more pull from the nucleus, hence more energy to knock off um, one of those lone electrons on the outside. So it has lower conductivity. Okay. Mm -hmm. Platinum Mm
2: -hmm. coming in.
1: And that's basically all there is to know. Platinum just has a smaller uh, diameter, which makes it do its thing.
2: But obviously, again, in the order of like elimination, platinum is very expensive.
1: Platinum is so. very expensive, so yeah, copper still coming in. Co- copper's you king. Can, copper is king. It's just great. It does all the things you need it to do. It's a great conductor. It does yeah. all the things. Complete circuits. It's easy to use. It's moldable.
2: Very um, moldable. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, although it, it is fascinating. You know, we're talking about the order of elimination and like, oh, silver and platinum are so expensive. It, copper is also like pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. And that's like the notorious, like people stripping old houses to steal copper wire yeah. or whatever. Um Because, you know, you could still, I mean, it's, you know, it's still a valuable metal that has a good use, so. Moral
1: of the Uh, story is all metals are expensive.
2: (laughs) You know, moral of the story is uh, metal is good. Metal's good. And uh, necessary for things
1: <laughs> it does all the things yeah i hope this like explained what you needed tree i know we kind of really got into the weeds a little bit but um yeah. there's a lot to talk about when it comes to metals and their conductivity and heat and all that good stuff
2: yeah this did this whole this whole episode was pretty in the weeds on metal but i feel like, but I feel there was like some, it has to be well how do you talk about metal if you don't get in there you know
1: yeah you really got to get in the weeds for metals because. Otherwise, it just doesn't really make sense. It's yeah. just kind of like a metal's a metal.
2: You got to talk about what what makes it up. How is it made up? What do those things do? All that jazz. All the bonds. Sadly, Atomic, no structure. James. Atomic structure. Atomic <laughs> structure. <laughs> all the stuff. Yeah,
1: we really got in there.
2: We did. We did, and we we got great. in. We had some good moments. Some some really uh, philosophical thinking about life, vibrating moments. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's great. It's great. All right. Well, science pals, leave us a rating and review and a podcast topic that you're curious about. We're still running with your guys' ideas on what you're curious about in the world. So send yeah. them in um, yeah. on a rating and review
2: or... Or you can send us an email at randomtheorypod at com, and we'll read that and also take a a podcast topic from there if you have one Mm -hmm. uh if you name an animal after us make sure to send that in as well yeah send Um, a picture please we'll just i'm gonna definitely talk about that
1: chickens on my wall
2: yeah i feel like i need to print out that picture (laughs) and uh it's like our adopted
1: children or something
2: a little bit i feel like it isn't that a thing where you can like sponsor an animal yes yeah do like we need just, to
1: spend send our uh, chicken some
2: feed? Is that like alimony or something? We've got like I don't uh, know, uh, you know, like um shared custody? shared custody. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're invested Chips, in some chicken chickens.
1: to Utah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you take it on these days. I'll take yeah. the chicken on this.
1: Oh, my gosh. I cannot. This is hilarious. Oh, yeah. All right, Science Pals. I'm going to go gain some more brain cells and stare at these buildings and figure out how they're still standing.
2: Sure. I'm going to go touch a hot pan and feel alive. I like it.
1: All right, Science Pals. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or Mc Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.